Welcome to episode 32 of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. And today we have the lovely Daybird checking in with us. Um, she is a makeup artist, creative director, and instructor as well. She has a phenomenal journey from what I've read. Um, and she's just going to share with us some business tips, everything from the beauty industry to what she's doing now. Um, so I'm ready to dive into it. We got a boss in here. <laughs> Okay. Been doing this. She's worked with great people, the experience, and I know she has some, you know, some great tips and stories for everybody maybe thinking about getting into the industry. Yeah, and, and definitely. Uh, she looks gorgeous. Her hair, by the you. way, she has like this cute heart dimple ring. That's <laughs> so you. cute, y'all. So yeah, how's it going? It's awesome. I mean, I don't know. I, to see Atlanta changing, to see this industry growing, mm -hmm. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get started in the industry? So I grew up, well, I went to performing arts high school. I went to Tri-Cities High School. Okay. It's a visual performing arts school. Mm -hmm. And I was performing. So I had to find a job yeah. to support my acting. And I was like, why not make up? I can. I, I would help in the shows mm -hmm. and do all of those things, and so I started at a little kiosk in um, the mall here. I'm from Atlanta. Okay, which mall? Greenbrier. Okay, I was on yeah. the south side. Yeah. So I started at Bavanti. <laughs> Shout out to Bavanti Cosmetics, and um, yeah, I just loved it. I loved getting people, making people feel beautiful. Yeah, I was just. I got addicted. Yeah, I was more addicted to that than performing. Oh, yeah. I love it. So you've always been like a makeup fanatic or were you like that child who played in your mom's makeup? Or? Yes. Yeah. So my mother sold Mary Kay, but she never sold a dime of Mary Kay. Like, <laughs> so I she had the big, yeah, you know, those big old kids. I don't know. You may be too young, but they were like huge. No, yeah, oh, I we Mary know. Kay. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother, she does Mary Kay now too. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I would play in that. And I think by the time I was like six or seven, my mother's a photographer. And she would say, well, my mom can help. I mean, my daughter can help you, you know, with your makeup. And people would be like, what? And I really <laughs> could help them with their eyeliner. So I loved it. And I think it was more so um, as I got older, I was in love with Janet Jackson. Mm, like, I was yes, like, Janet. oh my gosh, she's everything. And I just wanted to just try to do whatever she did. So I would look in the magazines and I would practice <laughs> and play. And then my friends would say, oh, do that for me. And that's kind of how it all started. That's so that was started. that was high school or that was after high school? Um, well, after high school, a lot of my friends got signed to okay. different labels mm -hmm. and things like that. And I was performing and people started asking me to do their headshots. People started asking me to do their album packaging mm -hmm. because they would go to New York and L.A. and they would deal with makeup artists and they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. They were like, I don't look like myself. Uh, yeah. Because during that time, this is like the 90s. I graduated in 96. So... People had a different style. Like New York had a very Broadway style of mm -hmm. makeup. Yeah. And LA, it was this fresh face thing, but Atlanta was funky. Yeah. And we weren't represented and they wanted an Atlanta style. And mm. that's something that we were establishing at that time. So you got out of school, uh, you started doing makeup. So a lot of people, you know, they take the cosmetology route, you know, mm -hmm. they go to cosmetology school, but you didn't go to cosmetology school. So talk to us a little bit about how that experience was different from somebody who may have went to school um, and what you learned. Well, so my, I come from a cosmetology kind of background a mm -hmm. little bit. My um, stepmother had two salons and my sister is a hairstylist. Mm. So I knew a lot about it. I grew up in it and um, I was like, well, I'm gonna just go get my license. But when I went to school, I literally in the first week, twice I enrolled and I got called to go on tours. 
So it was like, Sierra called. I was like, no, I'm going. <laughs> when Sierra called, you yeah. got to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for her to call. Right? <laughs> so, but it was interesting because I was doing wardrobe for that. It wasn't even oh, it wasn't makeup. makeup. I've done some of everything because of just growing up and performing. Yeah, right, so. and you've come from like a creative background. Mm-hmm. So all of your family sounds mm-hmm. like it's they are. creative industry. <laughs> they are, they are. So what are some of the things that you self-taught yourself? So I know like when you go to school, you can go and they teach you a little bit more about makeup or maybe the history behind makeup or like undertones and all of that stuff. So how hard, if it was hard for you, was it to self-teach yourself all of that stuff? Well, at that time, it was a small industry. Mm -hmm. So you could really go to people and if you had that passion, you could really work up under people. I didn't necessarily become an assistant to someone, mm-hmm. but I was always ready. So if someone called me, I was like, yo, I got yeah. I got a caboodle. What, what, <laughs> what, ready, what, so yeah, you, you know. And I think my passion and hunger is what really attracted people to me. And I was fearless. Mm-hmm. I was fearless. I was putting stuff on people's faces that shouldn't be. Like it was like, <laughs> we're gonna do editorial every yeah. day. You know, I was really excited. <laughs> About it. So, yeah. That's good. So, let's get into branding. Hmm. Yeah. So, how did you first begin branding yourself? Okay. So, I think when we started considering it was branding, because that's like kind of a this decade terminology. So, I started doing makeup. After Bavanti, I went to do makeup at Lennox Mm because I was like, this is the place to be. Yeah. And um, at that time, they were just starting a color company and Victoria's Secret. So I became like an assistant manager to that situation. Okay. And when they asked me what did I want to be called, I was like, well, so my real name is Shellis. Okay. But people in the South say Shellis or Shellis. <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah. that's not it. That's not fly. <laughs> it's not sexy. Nothing about that. So my middle name is Jendaye. And I was like, well, oh, that's pretty. playing around with it. I was like, well, you can just call me Day. So... Within a year and a half, I think more people knew me as Day than Shellis, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was something that just stuck. So I think the first thing is in my lesson in branding was figuring out who do you want to be, you know, (laughs) and I think that's when anybody, what's the name? And then from there... I didn't, it took a while for me to get a portfolio. Like, I think most people, and especially back then, because we were using film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people really had to want to work with you yeah. to actually create negatives and figure this out for you. So, I was like the life of the party everywhere I went. I would just <laughs> big hair, yeah. lash, whatever it was, you know, I'm like, you're going to know I'm a makeup artist. And I had a mentor. I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, I did wardrobe because I had a mentor who was a costume designer. And I remember one day I changed my hair. I used to wear like this big Afro type hair. Like Diana Ross. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, don't ever do that. She was like, when you walk on set, everyone should know that you are the makeup artist. Mm. It should never be a question of what you do. They shouldn't have to ask you. Yeah. So from that moment, I knew it was me. It's about me. And most of the most successful people, with the exception of Pat McGrath, most people are always done. You're going to see a makeup artist, yeah. a stylist. You're going to know that they do something yeah, in that's that true. industry. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people need to realize that because, you know, on you know, we do the podcast and we also are in the hair industry and a lot of people, they're like, oh, how do I sell hair? How do I sell hair? And we're like, you have to be a walking billboard, Mm -hmm. like 100% a walking billboard. And this is just more proof that it's so true. It works. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, images are in our society, images, 90% of it. Yeah. Can you sell the package by just looking at you? And if you can, 
then people are more willing to hire you than even if if you're good. Mm-hmm. They can create, they can help you be good. They can't right. help you look good. Like, right. you know, they can't help you have the it. Yeah. The it. Yeah. You know, it's like I work with a lot of people and people are like, well, why did this person make it? They had it. You know, they had it and they also had, they had the balls to not be afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did building your brand that way, did that kind of help you with building your clientele? And no. then what was the difference between customers who kind of just came or clients who came back? Like, what was that experience that you gave them when they came to sit in your chair? So a long time ago, firstly, being an entrepreneur is one of the greatest spiritual walks you'll have. Like, you have to have a faith that's mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. because you don't know when your next check is coming. So... I had a bad breakup and I did this prayer one day and I was like, God, I swear I'll dedicate everything I do to you if I just don't have to look for work. I just (laughs) never want to look for work. I want my phone to ring. And it's been like that now and it's been 22 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) what ended up happening was I started making this, I guess you can say my slogan was makeup is my ministry. Mm, I love that. And most people come to me, not just because I do good makeup, but because... I really am into you as a person. And now, after being in it 22 years, I've done them. I've done their mothers. I've done their children. You know what I mean? So it's like generations of people that I'm like, I remember when you were going to prom, and now I'm helping your daughter. (laughs) That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been awesome. It's definitely... Makeup is probably even more personal than hair because you're literally mm. face to face. Yeah. So you get a chance to see someone's vulnerability. You see their hurt. You see what's behind everything. Yeah. And because I pride myself in being very sensitive to that, I think people really come to me for just that. Yeah. So and I think that's good because sometimes like hairstylists or makeup artists, it's all about the money. So like you go and they don't really care what you have going on or they don't care about certain things. They just want to get you in and out. Mm-hmm. Um so that's really good that you're able to, you know, build that relationship with mm-hmm. your clients for yeah. sure. So I totally agree with you about entrepreneurship, especially when you're just starting a business, mm-hmm. how incredibly tough it is. I mean, it's, and and the thing is a lot of people give up, like they're just about to get over that hump and they're just like, I can't do it anymore. And yeah. I just give up. Right. So during that period, what are some tough times that you can think of, like a story or something that happened to you as an entrepreneur that almost made you give up, but then you just said, you know what, I got to, I'm sticking with this. I have to keep going. This is my ministry. And you kept moving on. Yeah. I'm going to say that's happening to me now because, so I got married and I had a child. And for me, I made 90% of my money with men. Mm. So a lot of women are my clients, but the people who hire me tend to be men when it comes to companies. Yeah. And um, when I got married, they disappeared. All the men just were like, and I was like, why? Why is wow. my phone not ringing? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> and um, one of my best friends who is a designer who passed away recently named Michael Knight, He, I had to call him up and I was like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but we not, this is not happening. Like my husband likes who I am. Yeah. He's not going to like who I am without the presence of other men in my life because you all help me to be me. You mm. know what I mean? You help me to establish business, to be creative, to bounce ideas off of. I can't just everything be now I'm married and I'm just with my husband. Yeah. Who does that? You know, I mean, maybe in a different generation, but not this generation. We are not the same as our parents, yeah. you know? So it's really important to just make sure that you are, when you're going through those times, you have your your core crew of people. Yeah. 
that help fight with you to get past those things. You yeah. know, like if you're going to be in this business, you have to have a team of people that you can rely on. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how you make money. You never make money alone. Yeah. You have to like, so the best money opportunities I've had is when I've, there was a photographer I work with, a stylist, a hairstylist, and we all referred each yeah, other and to collaborate. Yeah. yeah. So I think right now in my life, revamping, I'm 40 now. I just turned 40. Well, you look Gemini. good. Okay. Gemini, <laughs> you thank good. you. No, thank you. So I just turned 40. And at this point, realizing that there are a lot of things I don't want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you, your business changes. Yeah. And, it's, and that's the beauty of having your own business. You can change. So now there are a lot of things that I want to promote differently and um, do differently. And I will consider myself a trendsetter in this industry and... Whenever I see everybody going this way, I always go, go the opposite way. way. Yeah. <laughs> but within that, it's a hard thing to sit here and say, I'm going to go in a whole other direction. And that takes time and it takes patience. And I don't mind the downtime. I've learned to not mind the downtime. I've learned to realize that there is another level of creativity that's going to come from this. Mm. You know what I mean? That still, yeah. I may not be working so you also do learn other ways of revenues of income. You know, you learn other ways of making money so that you can give yourself the ability to revamp. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think when I look at what I'm trying to do and trying to scale our business, we've gone from two employees to 10 employees to mm -hmm. almost 20 now. Total, it's almost 50 people that work like contractors and everything else for mm -hmm. the business, right? And for a while, I was just so busy all the time. Right. And it goes exactly what you're saying is when you have that downtime, I've learned that when I have that downtime, that's when I can actually think. That's when I start getting these big ideas and I come in here to tell the team, guys, I got this mm -hmm. idea. Da, da, da. And they're like, how did he come up with this one? Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes like for me, I think you're the same way. Like I'm a hustler. Like I can work morning, day, night. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like we're going to do this, whatever it takes. But sometimes as you're a more experienced entrepreneur like myself and yourself, mm -hmm. you know, you realize you have to take a step back sometimes mm -hmm. and say, hold on, like, let's make sure the thought process is right. Mm -hmm. What else is there out there? You know, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. Because when you're working so hard all the time, you miss a lot of stuff. You yeah, do. you do. And sometimes you will realize I spent all this time going in this direction and I'm late because it's already out here and I didn't even see it because mm -hmm. I'm not focused on anybody but what I'm thinking is right. You know, yeah, I've learned it's like a lot to, to appreciate that. But as you get older, and especially with social media, it makes you feel late yeah. all the time. Yeah, for sure. So you have to shut it down sometimes just so you can figure out where are you at creatively. I know you didn't ask this question, but I will say I think that's the biggest downfall to an extent that I see about new artists mm. is that so many people are caught up in what's happening yeah. that they don't dig deep and figure out what am I doing? What's my purpose? And yeah, because they're how so can focused I be different? on. Yeah. yeah they, we talk about this all the time. Yeah, I think in a lot of makeup artists that I see like on Instagram and stuff, a lot of their work kind of looks similar. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the brows are kind of similar. Mm -hmm. The eye looks are kind of similar. Mm -hmm. and I think it's because they all study each other. You yeah. Know? Well, I think it's a difference. Makeup is a beautiful thing because it's a skill, but then it's also an art. Some people have a great skill. They've learned to master the formulations. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And then there are people who are true artists in what they do, and they're trying to anti all of those things. You know, yeah. they're like, okay, I don't really want to 
have that formulation. I yeah. don't want to do that. I think there's nothing wrong with either. Yeah. And I think talking about, let's go back to the 90s, right? So <laughs> we're very close in age and everything else. So, we, How you know, you, you like it? <laughs> I got a few years on her. <laughs> but, you know, you, you go back to the 90s and it, it, and it hit me when you said about the negatives and it's like film. It's not like today where everything's digital. You can yeah. just shoot as much video as you mm -hmm. want because it don't cost anything. Like I used mm -hmm. to use these little cassette things and everything mm -hmm. else or like photography was actual film. And it's like you take a roll of pictures. That was expensive. Yeah. Right. But then you think about today with social media and how fast trends because we're talking about trends how mm -hmm. fast everything can move so you can have like a new beauty trend can go like viral within a week you know it's on shade room yeah. features some celebrities yeah. and everything else it's millions and millions of people where back in the day back in the day it's not that far ago but like <laughs> yeah. in the 90s okay you had to do this big shoot you had to do the film, this, that, and the other. It had to be published mm -hmm. in those things called magazines, which people used to read, mm -hmm. not blogs and social media yeah. posts. So today, like a trend can hit and everyone can be doing it like this, where back in the 90s, it seems like it would be something like you could have some new trend and you're kind of ahead of everybody because it gets printed and you're kind yeah. of like the first. And then it takes like everyone else a month or two to catch up because magazines also, and these editorials are every other month, something like that. And I will say this, everyone didn't believe they were supposed to follow them. In the 90s and before, a lot of things were just art. Mm. So what you saw in Vogue was Vogue. It wasn't that people were trying to walk on the street and look like that. And I think that's what happened with a lot of makeup. People are walking around with photo shoot makeup on. Yeah. And it's a Tuesday. And it's because we are becoming the art and we're not and beyond imitating it. Yeah. We are the art yeah. walking around every day. So now it's losing a lot of value in a mm. way. But I still think it's room because things always transition. For sure. And yeah. it's going, and it's and I really think that what's happening now is it's going to be a new it's like an anti culture that's going on. It's it's like the kids who are twenty five and under, they're like bump all of that. You know, they're doing <laughs> some they're they're way more creative. It reminds me of us in the nineties. Like I went to this spot called Bonfire. I don't know if you heard yeah, and I yeah. was looking around, I was like, they look just like us. Like, <laughs> oh my God, these are the same kids. It's like how we walked around. And it makes me feel great because I know that trend is natural is coming back. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. you want your natural hair. I love Girl, it. You know, it's a struggle. But, okay. But it's, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's coming back because you can never be more beautiful than you. Mm. So if you're constantly attempting to be something else, you never find that you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, it's fun to play dress up, but then it really comes down to, okay, so you have no edges. You have no <laughs> no eyebrows. You have no hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it comes down to that. And I think that that's where trend is really going. And it's going to be a really fly dope thing. Yeah. I think a lot of trends are coming back. Like everything is always full circle. Yeah. Like you see, we're wearing bell bottoms now. We're doing the, you know, big hair, like you said, natural hair. It's just all coming back around. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my parents used to do that. My grandparents used to do that. <laughs> but so and but it's a little different. I'll speak on being African American. We spent a hundred since this is about hair, we spent a hundred years learning how to make our hair like mm. someone else. And we mastered it. Yeah. But imagine spending 100 years learning what to do with our hair. Mm -hmm. To be our hair, like your specific hair, yeah. your specific hair. You know, it, it's going to be 
walking art that no one's ever seen before. Yeah. It's about like the new trend is going to be something so magnificent because there isn't any, like people or other cultures will be wearing weaves like our hair. Yeah. Where we couldn't they find. They do it now. They're saying yeah. it yeah. now, like with right. the Afro kinky, exactly. 4C natural hair. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. other cultures are gonna, like, we've yeah. been wearing long, like yeah. 30, 40 inches uh, of and hair. All of their natural long hair. Yes. Be and to they're going to be, yeah. but we haven't had the opportunity to see those images of us since when we were wearing naturals and back in the day, it was more of a militant stance. Mm. Now it's really fashionable. Yeah, like yep. it's more than just that, you yeah. know? I wish you could see Simi. She has like this big, not a fro, but they're more like crochet curls. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And it's like, it's really pretty. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's dope. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. And Atlanta is the forefront of our culture now. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people didn't like that that's what was happening, but Atlanta has been influencing this culture for since the 90s, since yeah. LaFace. Mm. Since LaFace. LaFace changed the game. Marie Brown, Gwyneth um, Mosby, those people, they were doing things like, Marie did that first Tony Braxton cut. She did that first <laughs> T-Boss cut. Mm -hmm. You know, like Atlanta, that pebbles color. Like people hadn't seen color like that on black women, you know, before yeah. Marie Brown. We've been influencing stuff, like, even with black men, when black, that was, like, first popping. They would come to Atlanta and shoot with us. You know what I mean? Like, so to see how, and I'm going to say this, too, most of, if you go to any BT event, any black event, most of the people that are doing the glam, they may not live here anymore, but mm -hmm. they came and they, and they got their craft in Atlanta. Yeah. But they left to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now money is here. So that's a great thing. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So about products, like what are some of your favorite products that you just swear by? Like you got to use um, these products. So I have two types of things. I have my natural products mm -hmm. that I think that you can find every day in your turmeric is a great exfoliator. Ooh, okay. You can use yogurt and turmeric. You can use turmeric and Vaseline. Those mm -hmm. things are really great to exfoliate and to brighten Dark circles, all of those oh, things, <laughs> elbows, knees. What you kind never, of yogurt? You never used it. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. a um, plain white yogurt. Plain okay. white yogurt, and um, you let that dry as a mask. The Vaseline is something you can do after you get out the bath, and mm -hmm. it helps to help your elbows and stuff. So, I will also say I really do like uh, grapeseed oil. It's uh, the best moisturizer yeah. that you can use. Like, you'll be so shocked at what it does to your body. But as far as like makeup products and things. So I like, I'm not married to a line. I okay. think it depends on the face. It mm -hmm. depends on the person. But I do like a lot of Laura Mercier because it's very light. It's mm -hmm. very, like their, their Radiance Primer is really beautiful. It's really good for TV. Okay. okay? So TV most makeup. of what I do now a lot is TV. Gotcha. So I use a lot of more Laura Mercier for TV. I have some Marc Jacobs as well. I like Fenty as well, but I like that for more photo shoots. I think it's a little heavier, but it looks really, really good in photos. With the Fenty product, I hear a lot of women say that they love the Fenty like highlighter foundation. Do you think that it's overrated because it's Rihanna's? Or do you think that it works as well just like any other NARS or MAC or something that's been around a little longer? Do I think it's overrated? No, I think it's for what she gives if you like that. I yeah. think it's it's dope. 
Okay, so there are only a few distributors. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's yeah, getting they a product. I mean, it's, it's her name, but I mean, as far as the product, the real yeah. product development, yeah. everything else, trust me. That's Rihanna what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, you think that, that people say, but like, I will oh, say, though, is so I good, mean, but I'm it's sure like she an some, illusion because yeah, it's Rihanna. Creative, yeah, like, but colors. I will say that she may, I think that she may, as many years as she's had in this business, I think that she definitely made some decisions as to what she may have wanted to see. Mm. You yeah, know what I'm saying? But... It's no, the science she's not. behind yeah, it. Yeah, but there, you know? but she, and I love Riri. Trust me, I'm not yeah, saying anything no, bad. Yeah. Riri is how business works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, she still has. I we, in another episode, I said how you know I was waiting for Rihanna to DM me back. This hasn't happened. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's I know coming. she's busy. It's coming. It's coming. So it's I coming. keep doing these episodes. You yeah, know? it's coming. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think with music and with the brands and everything else they have to get behind or do their own thing or get behind stuff because it's not in the actual music anymore yeah no oh yeah that's true no. you know i mean but that's fine yeah no it's great it's fine yeah i mean, I think I mean that's the good thing business keeps transitioning let's look at it the people that have done that make a lot more money than say yeah. 20 years ago even if you take inflation into part like Oh. People that did records and stuff, they had money, but yeah. not like no. not like the Diddy money, money like money, the Ciroc money, and no. like all that other kind <laughs> no. of stuff. Yeah. That's a whole nother level. I mean, but I think that's in any business when you start to merge and you see, like, like I said, I have a baby. So I'm looking at Pampers. They all have Disney characters on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you merge <laughs> in two businesses, you're going to have a lot more um, opportunities. Yeah. So I think that's is really smart. As long as you're not in a 360 deal, you know, where they're taking everything. Everything. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's even beautiful now because the internet allows some people so much more freedom. Yeah, to, that's true. You know, and there are so many smaller brands that you may not make superstar money, but you can still make a good amount of money by, you know, merging. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this new generation is teaching a lot of us. Mm -hmm. They're teaching us business that we know the foundations of business, but they're teaching us how to do it creatively. And that's something that we didn't have as much as back then. You know, you had Russell Simmons, who was definitely ahead of his time. You mm -hmm. know, you had L.A. Reid. But you definitely did not have the lack of fear. Even to this day, I look at little younger people. Not little. I was going to say my little niece. But <laughs> younger people. And I see how they just throw anything online. They're like, oh, I'm thinking an hour before I put something on there. Because I'm older. And I yeah. know that this is that fearlessness yeah. is what makes money. You know, it really does that's allow very people true, to make money. <laughs> that's you very know. true. That's super true. So let's go in a different direction okay. and start talking about um, your creative directing. Okay. So how long have you been creative directing? When did you start? And then what are you working on now with the creative directing? So I think from the beginning, I was doing it. I yeah. actually love that more than the makeup. The makeup. Oh, wow. Well, because I feel like makeup pays a part. Gotcha. But it's the overall direction, yeah. you know. So I'm that makeup artist that goes on set that has to talk to the person who's doing lighting. I have to talk to the cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure, like, where where is she going to be? Yeah. What is going to happen? Yeah. How is it going to, so you know. Good. And they look yeah. at me crazy because I guess a lot of people don't ask these questions. Yeah. You have the experience. But right. yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that if the makeup fails, everything fails. Yeah. I think it's really important for makeup artists to, one, understand what the products do. Because that's why you ask, what's my favorite products? Yeah. It depends on lighting. It depends on what is happening. Mm -hmm. And that the chemistry of it is yeah. really important. And a lot of people don't really understand chemistry. Like, what is titanium dioxide? What is it? What are these products doing? Yeah. So it makes me, as an artist, have to ask so many questions because I don't want 
to see the mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to go out and my client has white rings around her face. It's only because you didn't ask enough questions a lot of times. Like, are they going on red carpet? It's going to be flashes. So you can't use the same products yeah. in flash photography. That's good. You know what yeah. I mean? To know that. So anyway, <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, so uh, what are you doing with creative directing now? Like, what are, what are some of your, or I'll ask you that after you answer this. So my husband and I are um, in the process of starting a company called the Birdhouse Group. Mm-hmm. And basically what we're doing is there are a lot of, so I've been working with a lot of big brands, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who are creating small brands. And I want to take everything that I've learned from these big brands to help them jump up a notch, yep. you know, because right now people are having to jump. Yeah. It's like you got to be full fledged out there. And um, what I'm doing is helping them to create all of their visual marketing packaging. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so whether or not it's their websites, images for their websites or images for their packaging or whatever it is, that's what we're doing. And video, my husband's a videographer. So, so you just yeah. merged the two together. Mm-hmm. And boom, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what have been some of your biggest or proudest projects that you've worked on as a creative director? Let's uh-huh. do some name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a creative director... That's hard. It's been so many um, different things that I worked on. I think I can easily, more easily say as a makeup artist. Okay. Those are, you know, because those are like clients that are probably more standouts to a lot of people. So I've worked with probably over 60 different celebrities, but mm-hmm. a lot of people know me for working with Nicki Minaj. Okay. Um, I was with her in, the, I'm going to say in the biggest highlight of the coming up of her, gotcha. her, her um, career. It was great. It was like walking pop art. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, I really feel like I had an opportunity to influence an industry because before her, people were not wearing color. Yeah, the not Color was not. It was mm-hmm. really glamour. I mean, you saw color in Mac, you know, if you went to the Mac store. Yeah. But overall, we really weren't wearing color. There were so many p- women of color who wouldn't wear a pink lip. Yeah, or they like just, a blue, that blue ice cream. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't wear those colors. Mm-hmm. There's a good and bad with that. It's always a good and bad with trend because you didn't mean to see it at the bank. I didn't yeah. mean to see it, <laughs> you know, the way. Yeah. <laughs> you never know how people are going to use it. But it was fun. It was definitely fun. And we saw, I mean, I know I helped Max sell a lot of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that was a great thing. I think that was pretty cool. I also, Chili was a client of mine for a long time. So mm-hmm. that was total opposite. It was just natural beauty. Yeah. And that was a beautiful thing to do. It took a lot for me to learn that because that wasn't my that wasn't my thing. People came to me for editorial stuff. Yeah. People came to me specifically to do wild, crazy things that other people wouldn't do. Dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I was very like... I'm that dramatic. I'm the person that was on set that if it was multiple makeup artists, people would be like, I want her. (laughs) Or Well, they would say they want her, but other makeup artists would be like, oh, here they come. I don't know what Uh, she's going to do. You know, they they just didn't know what I was going to do because I wasn't afraid to do something different. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zakir always always looks at me when she she starts running out of stuff. It's like, yeah, what do you have to bring? So you got all this stuff. As far as just to touch on marketing real quick, 
besides the referrals, right? And coming from the 90s, mm-hmm. right? When you started and having to go through a lot of these changes mm-hmm. into, you know, really everything social media wise started about 2008, 2000, about 2008, 9, 10 with Instagram and everything else. What have you had to do to change kind of your marketing strategy? Because obviously as a business mm-hmm. owner, marketing is so important. Yeah, it is. You know, and you can't be 100% reliant always on referrals. So what if some of the changes or how did you get into it with your marketing? So I'm really late. I got on social media. Firstly, the dumbest thing I didn't do is when I was working with Nikki, I was really not on social media. I hated Uh, it. I was like, I don't have time. (laughs) Like, who has time? But... Now I force myself to do it with my Instagram. Like yeah. I do, so Facebook is really different for me because Facebook is mostly my friends. It's yeah. like people I grew it's up with. It's more intimate. It's way more intimate. Yeah. But I actually get more work off Facebook because those that's my resources. That's my yeah. network. Yeah. Those people have been rocking with me for twenty something years. Mm. So it's like with all the five thousand people that I have on there, there's always an event. Yeah. So that's a little easier for me, but. With Instagram, I get a lot of younger people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And I get new people. I get people who are just referred to me from there. But as long as I'm posting, I'm going to get work from there. So I make it a point to at least post every day. Like, yeah. you got to post something. Mm-hmm. Just post something. <laughs> but I look at younger people or people who like you, which is dope. You have a team of people who are doing this for you. And after my baby gets out of Pampers, I probably get too <laughs> You know, but you have to figure out as a business owner how you can do your business effectively. Yeah. You know, and for me, it's not, I'm going to say this, people look in their business and some people need a lot of people to follow them. They need a lot of people to invest in what they're doing. And then there are people who look in their business and they just need the right people. Mm -hmm. And I decided I wanted the right people. Yeah. So I made my prices to where I make enough money to do what I need to do for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, but there are so many different things that I've done. I've I've worked in salons, which was great money. You know what I mean? Because you're sitting there and you pay a small amount every week yeah. and people are coming come in. in. I don't have the patience for that now. Like my and I love much more of a creative thought process. I yeah. don't want people coming to me for the eyebrow. Mm. Like I'm not there. I yeah. may not want to do the eyebrow. I may <laughs> want to do something different. You know what I mean? But I but I, I respect. don't want to do them brows like no, that. No, <laughs> and, I, and I would really tell my client, that's not for me. Or there are certain clients that I've turned away because they wanted to look like everybody else. Yeah. I'm like, that's not for me. Yeah. You're not helping me grow. It's just a check. Mm. I want to grow. Yeah. You know? I like so. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you get to a point in your life, or at least entrepreneurship, you reach a certain level where you can really do what you want. Yeah. And that's so important. And that's really earned by time. Because I can tell you, like the first couple years of entrepreneurship, you are the CEO, the janitor, <laughs> the social media person, mm-hmm. the web developer, and you are. everything else. You are. So you do courses as well. So yeah. I've seen like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of makeup artists are doing courses right now, training courses. So mm-hmm. what's something that sets your one-on-one courses apart from everyone else's? First of all, it's one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. One-on-one. <laughs> and and the reason why I do that, so I've trained a lot of makeup artists. Mm-hmm. Like at one point I was the makeup artist, makeup artist. Like most of my clients were <laughs> makeup artists. Wow. And um, I really want you to understand chemistry I want you to understand to not approach each face the same. Yeah. So my one-on-ones is me, you, and a model. Okay. So you have to bring a model, and I don't want a perfect person. Bring someone who's older. Bring someone who has 
acne, bring some so you can learn. Yeah. And I'm really interested in you learning and having a clear understanding. Now you're not gonna get everything from a one class yeah. or a week. I do like one class and then I do like week long classes, but you're going to understand the chemistry of what you're doing. I like that. Whether um, or not I, you have the talent, that's up to you, but you, you're you going to know formulas. Yeah. Like, I do a lot of girls now who are going into college because they want to hustle. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you're going to do it, you need to be able to bring something good to the table. So I'll help you do that. For sure. And yeah, I, I think you have to understand the theory behind in it. business. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your craft is, mm-hmm. you really have to learn the theory theory behind it. Mm-hmm. So like what you teach them, and I totally get it because I relate it to a lot of the stuff we do with people starting their own hair business or other stuff that mm-hmm. we work on. It's like, once you understand the theory, it's kind of like, okay, these are the building blocks. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to start building. Yeah, And a lot of that's experience. Yeah, Making mistakes and yeah. messing up a few brows. And-, <laughs> and I think a lot of classes like that I see now, it's all about just let me show you how to do these brows. Let me show mm-hmm. you what product to use. But it's not about this can damage this skin type mm-hmm. or if they have sensitive skin or mm-hmm. you know what products look better with the lighting like like mm-hmm. you, what you were saying um so i think that's good that you actually go through and teach people mm-hmm. how to do that and what mixes and all of that stuff so that's really good but if someone is interested in taking one of your classes where can they find you at to you know get registered for a class so they can either hit me up on my website which mm-hmm. is daybird.com or any social media mua daybird is my instagram Email daybird2015 at gmail. You know, like I'm available. You know, just hit me up. I'm a very casual person. (laughs) I like to keep things casual because I've been up here in the industry and everything. And I'm like, it's... It doesn't have to be that way. It can be a very comfortable situation. I like to make new makeup artists feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Because when I came up, it wasn't a comfortable thing. Yeah. It was a, you have to take it yeah. because no one's going to give it to you. And I think that at this age, I want to gracefully give what I have to yeah. the new generation because I don't want them to be taken advantage of. There's so many things that I really would hope that will change for us, like residual income. Mm-hmm. I really feel like, you know, there are so many ways that one thing, we talked a little bit about business, but the one thing that we have to really get on, I think, is really understanding our business and teaching that new generation. Yeah. If they listen, a lot of times it's hard to, because people is. think they want it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But there are some really good ways of handling business and understanding how you're supposed to get paid. What, like a lot of people, the first thing I ask people when they say, well, how much do you charge for this? And what is it for? Because if this is going to make money, yeah. then I need to make money. Yeah. If this is something that is going for promotional use, then that's different. You're yeah. not making money off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is this something that is going to be making money for years and years and years? You know what I mean? Like, so you get paid. My face, is, I charge according to what is the face worth. Um, I had a superstar client who was like, so you're going to charge me more? You're right. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because when I deal with you, I have to have an attorney. I have to have a publicist. I have to have a FedEx account. I have to have so many more things. I have to have an assistant. Yeah. When I do this girl for a party, she just come to my house or she come to my studio or wherever and get her face done. And then I can be done. Yeah. So you have to really understand how are people using what you're doing. It makes a big difference because you have to look at yourself as a company. Yeah. And you have to say, if I'm a company, I'm not just a girl who does makeup. I'm a company and I'm merging with a major brand. And if I'm merging with this brand, how is she? 
this person is making what twenty thousand dollars, let's say on a on a small scale, twenty thousand dollars for an appearance. That face is worth how much? <laughs> how much is that face worth? How many blogs is that face gonna be on? How many you know magazines will this face go through? You know, like how many people are gonna be talking about this face? Yeah. How many products are being sold because of this face? And if you have a client who not selling no products, they not work. You know, you can't charge people for those things. Yeah. I mean, you can, as an artist, say this is just my rate. Yeah. And this is what I charge. And that's fine. But I also realize you can lose at that, too. You can lose and lose out on money. No one has a set number yeah. in any major business. Target is not saying this is the set number and that's it. You know what I mean? Nordstrom's not saying this is the set. Yeah. No, the numbers change every year. So let's talk about pricing. What do you think is too low for a full face makeup for just, you know, someone coming in for I don't think there's or? a I don't think there's a too low. I think it depends on what you're getting. You know, like if you're going to a salon mm-hmm. and someone wants to charge $50 and they have on like, you know, NYX products and and products that are gotcha. not they're not spending a whole lot. Yeah. Then, I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah. I think makeup is for different things and different people. But if someone has to come to you, mm-hmm. ride, you know, they leave their home, pack their stuff, ride in traffic for an hour, yep. go sit there while you eat, take a shower, all this that- stuff, you know, <laughs> and then have to worry about this face. They have to literally worry, is this face going to last? Uh, is this face going to look good and yeah. all different? Like. That costs more yeah. because you take a lot more of my time. Mm-hmm. You take a lot more of my energy and my artistry. So, you know, I think that we have to start looking at it in terms of what is it costing us? What is it taking for us to do it? And what are they making from this? Yeah. You know, what is the value of what you're doing? So if it was one thing that you could leave with our listeners, what would you tell them? Like one tip or one piece of advice, what would it be? Find your best you. I and like whatever that. that is, yeah, find your best you. Know that you have something to offer. I don't care how many people do it. You have something to offer. Yeah. I yeah. think it's important for, because there's so many, everything is really just a, it's a cycle. Like everything is happening over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people, a lot of people who have hair businesses, you know, that mm-hmm. we work with, but you really do have to find out how do you stand out? Like what yeah. makes you, you, what makes your company different from the next company? Because there's tons of brands that have the same thing, like tissue brands, cell phone brands, like yeah. everything. So I like that. Find what makes you, you. Yeah. Yep. So shout out to Daybird for hanging out with us. Thank um, you. She said our, her website is daybird.com. Mm-hmm. That's day, D-A-Y, bird with a Y. Don't worry. put it in the show notes. Yeah, we will put it in the show us, but I wanted to make sure everybody had it. So just tell us again, what's your social media? So daybird.com. Yep. Day, daybird.com. And, and my Instagram. Instagram is MUA Daybird. Mm-hmm. All right. So shout out for Daybird for hanging out with us. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And make sure you can subscribe to Hair Biz Radio to uh, make sure you can keep listening to awesome guests like today's. And uh, we'll check you next time on Hair Biz Radio. All right, guys.